a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons that level entire area. Scarier than an outbreak. Hates hey, the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. This week, a good listener of the podcast said, Hey, Pete, I got an idea for you. For your show. And so this week, thanks to Anne... We're doing a retirement checklist this entire week on the uh, Million Dollar Plan. A retirement checklist. We're going to go through uh, what everyone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even dead, what people should go through to know how prepared they're going to be for retirement. Too often, people wait until they're in their 50s or 60s to figure out if they're ready to go for retirement. Today, we're saying no matter what your age, you're going to get a maybe a wake-up call. Maybe you won't get a wake-up call. What's the opposite of a wake-up call? Well, I guess you're still sleeping. That's no good. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is this. Maybe you do this and you're like, sweet, we're good. I can keep sleeping. Because uh, per Anne, who Anne is the listener of the week, by the way, per Anne's recommendation, I ran myself through the checklist and I'm going to give you today. I'm good to go. All things being equal, I'm good to go. So uh, I want you to be able to check off those same things. Um, so if you want to learn more, of course, go to PeteThePlanner.com. But uh, as it goes now, the retirement checklist, here, here's the rundown for the show. Uh, first segment here, we're going to talk about income sources in retirement. What do you have? What do you need? How do you figure that? All that good stuff. Uh, segment number two, we're going to talk about major obligations, specifically housing. Because of how income sources are today in the 2017 era, in the President Trump era, uh, we we need to understand how uh, the importance of not having a housing payment in retirement. And yes, I know everything uh, that that you're going to throw at me with. I heard it's good to have a house payment because of tax deductions. So we'll talk about that later too. Segment three, healthcare. The great unknown for a lot of different reasons, uh, like what's going to happen with healthcare and what are your options going to be uh, post-65? Anytime you talk about retirement health care, as we'll discuss, uh, there, there's two phases. If you happen to retire prior to 65, and then what happens after 65, of course, then biggest waste of money of the week and some news. So let's get started. Income sources in retirement, there are traditionally three. Which ones are you going to have access to? Traditionally, they are in no particular order. Actually, it is a particular order, so I don't know... Pension, a pension, a pension, of course, is when you stop working for a company that you worked for your entire life, uh, you retire, they keep paying you more or less what you earned while you were there, if not a high percentage of that amount, and then you die, move to post-retirement, and then they keep paying your significant other until that person dies. That is a pension. So let's just throw that down the gauntlet right away. Do you have one? Probably not. Probably not. About 10% of people in the private sector have one. If you have one, Great. Great. Check that off your list. That's good. Some people say, well, I have a small pension or I work somewhere for 10 years. I'm ineligible for a pension. It's likely that's, uh, uh, that's likely that uh, that will not do the job. I think I said that wrong. Anyway, it won't do the job. So pensions, number one, I will speak uh, for myself and the 90% of people in the private sector that doesn't have a pension. Um, 
I can't count on that, which means what I do, my behavior, my decisions, my activity matters more. But we'll get to that in a second. Next, we go to Social Security. You know, we live in a very skeptical, uh, cynical time, and I'm choosing not to adopt that approach for my comments on Social Security. I, I think that um, Social Security will be there for me. I'm 39 years old. Uh, I think when I am 70, I will have access to Social Security. As it stands now, I'll have access to Social Security if nothing changes at age 62 on a reduced basis. I do not plan on taking that. And if I wait till my full retirement age, which is slated to be 67 years old, then I can take full retirement or I can wait till 70 and take extra. I don't know. There's, there's probably a name enhanced. There's probably a name for waiting till 70. It probably doesn't do it justice. We'll, we'll call it uh, Super Social Security 5000. That's what we'll call it. You know, that's what we named it. So you can do that. But when I get there, I, I think because of the nature of our economy and uh, the funds within the Social Security Administration, I, I think my age 67 full retirement will get bumped to 70. I don't think I'll have access to my full retirement benefit until I'm 70. I plan on retire, retiring prior to 70, okay? So you're going to need to do this uh, along as we go. We're trying to check off all of the three main components to a successful retirement today here on the Million Dollar Plan. Number one is uh, your income sources. Number two are your obligations. Number three is health care. So if I don't have a pension, Social Security, I personally don't believe will be around for me until I'm 70, then my only income sources will come from things I can control, whether it be rental properties or uh, the income of rental properties, or it could be, of course, uh, income derived from my investments and assets. So let's focus on that. How do you calculate that? Here, here's the real challenge. I, I was in uh, where was it? Tampa this past week. I'd never been to Tampa. Turns out Tampa's nice. Now, it might not be nice in the summer, but January something, it's nice. I had a good time. Uh, so I was talking to a guy, colleague in the, in the financial biz, and he said, the problem with retirement calculators are there aren't any good ones. Yeah, I, I mean there are a lot of retirement calculators and I, to me, the point of retirement calculator is to give you a general idea, right? So like when my kids have been sick this week, so we've been taking their temperature a lot. The point of taking a kid's temperature, you know, with thermometer, they stick under their tongue, which is always hard to do. You remember you want the exact temperature. That's not what a retirement calculator is. It's not to give you the exact temperature. It's basically to say, are you sick? Or are you good? right? It's just basically like a pass or fail. Are you above 98.6 or are you at that or below? That's what a retirement calculator is. Would I like it to be perfect? Yeah, of course. But there's the variables are, are so crazy. Some of them you can control and some of you can't. Here, here are the, the variables you can't control that actually would make a retirement, um, a retirement thing more powerful. Number one, uh, you cannot control what your income does. Like people always say, oh, I'll get a 3% income. Therefore, I'll put more. You can't say that. You just can't. Like I'm a business owner. I've had several years where I didn't actually get myself a raise because I was pumping money back into the business. There are a lot of professions where there's just no margins. Uh, so the employer can't pass those margins on to the, uh, the employees. You can't control inflation. 
So you could say, oh, I, I retirement in 30 years, but you, you can't say, well, it's going to be two and a half percent. How do you know? And the difference between two and two and a half or two and a half and three is huge, huge difference. That's why there's no perfect retirement calculator. And we always think the tough part of retirement calculator is what uh, assumed rate of return are you going to use? Oh, are you going to get 8%? Are you going to get 6%? People love to argue about that. Obviously, you don't know. We do have history to show us that. But you just don't know. That's why retirement calculators aren't perfect. That being said, what we want you to do is to find a retirement calculator. All right, there is one at PeteThePlanner.com. PeteThePlanner.com slash retirement hyphen calculator. Let me confirm this. Wouldn't it be nice if I confirmed these things? All right, we're looking live on air here. PeteThePlanner.com. Watch it not be there. Uh, and then I'm going to have to just like say good luck. Did I spell retirement calculator right? Oh, there it is. Oh my gosh. PeteThePlanner.com retirement. Uh, is it dash hyphen? What do we go with? What's that called? Hyphen calculator. PeteThePlanner.com slash retirement hyphen calculator is a never mind so go there and see if you're on track see if it'll produce the right amount of assets for you mind you my retirement calculator that we have here does not factor in inflation because i'm just trying to give you a general feel every 25 years the buying power gets cut in half so if my calculator tells you that you will have a forty thousand dollar income stream 25 years from now, what that actually will feel like is $20,000. If it tells you you have an $80,000 income stream, it'll, it'll feel like $40,000. So that's the first thing on the retirement checklist is to try to generate uh, one of the checks. Try to generate and project what your income will be in retirement. You can do that. Now, here's what you're going to find. This is where the wake-up call comes into play. Let's say that you have $5,000 in your account and you're only putting $100 a month into it, you're going to run my retirement calculator at PeteThePlanner.com slash retirement hyphen calculator, and you're going to just get some stupid number that you can't possibly support you. Wake up call. That's not going to change. That is reality. All right? That's the big challenge here. So coming up after the break, we'll do this some more. We'll, we'll get to obligations. The, the retirement checklist brought to you by Ann, listener of the week. Uh, I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Million Dollar Plan. Stop what you're doing and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. We're back in the million dollar plan. I'm Pedro the Planner. That's Spanglish. Working on my Spanish. I'm not working on my Spanish. You know, I understand Spanish if I hear it spoken, but I don't. And I can't speak it. Like I could get my, basically I speak the sort of Spanish. If you're talking to someone that is, that's their native language, they'd laugh at you. That's the sort of quality of Spanish I speak. Anywho, uh, talking retirement checklist today uh, because of Anne, listener of the week. Are we going to start having a listener of the week? Oh, you know what? I have an announcement. I'm going to just go ahead and announcement, announce it. I've been teasing it the last couple weeks. I don't know if I'm actually authorized to announce this, but I don't really care. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. February 1st, 2-1. Two, 
watching Pete TV. That's right. My own television show. The Pete the Planner television show. Never worry about money again. You'll be able to watch three episodes a week of Pete TV, Pete the Planner. So stay tuned. Uh, you'll find out more at PeteThePlanner.com on this here very show as well. Uh, part of the plan is we will be broadcasting the video of uh, me on this radio show. So uh, Pete TV coming February 1st, 2117. Pete TV, stay tuned for details. All right, retirement checklist. We got to get going or Ann will get mad at me. Major obligations. So in the first segment, we dealt with checklist. Number one is like, well, what's your income? Once your income is something that you can deal with based on social security pension and your own retirement income sources, such as your investments and maybe rental properties and things. If, if you can check that and say, Hey, I'm prepared there. Now it's time to get to number two, which actually, if we're, if we're being transparent here, number two kind of informs how much income you need. And number one, number two is your obligations. I mean, there's the obvious bills. You know, it's funny people, people consider bills to be different things or people consider their expenses. Uh, here's what a lot of people do. They say, this is how much it costs for me to live. But then they, they take out food uh, and gas out of, of the numbers and they'll say, and then I've got $500 left over for gas and, and food, which is fine. But the reality is that's not what it costs you to live. You, you, you don't need gas fuel for your car, but you do need biscuits and things. I mean, you do need food. So if you're going to calculate what it costs you to live, take out fuel if you want, be a hermit, stay inside, but don't take out food. You need food. And look, unless you're going full ramen, top ramen, full ramen, pork flavored, shrimp flavored. So how do we, how do we look at retirement from a eliminating obligation standpoint on a retirement checklist? Here's how you do it. Because 90% of the private sector does not have a pension, we need to find a way to either A, create a ton of retirement income, which is unrealistic if I'm being honest, or eliminate the need for a ton of retirement income. I'm going to say that again because it's so simple, yet it's so true. There are two ways to successfully retire. Have a bunch of money or not need a bunch of money. And for me, that starts with eliminating your mortgage. Paint it off. I like a 15-year mortgage. It does it the most efficiently. If you don't want a 15-year mortgage because it's not flexible enough for you, fine. But then don't get a 30 and pay it off in 30. That's ridiculous. People love to say that. So, so oh, 15 years. I don't, why do I use that voice? 15 years, it's not flexible enough. It's, it's a bad idea, Pete. Okay. And then they'll pay the entire 30-year mortgage uh, on schedule, on the amortization table and pay $100,000 more in interest. And then I'm just left in there being right. And that person's out $100,000. Look, I don't want to prove you wrong. I don't want you 25 years from now going, man, he was right. We paid 100000 Just listen to me now. You must, in my opinion, eliminate your housing payment prior to retirement. As it stands now, and don't give me this, well, in a few years, don't do that. I'm talking about right now based on what you're doing. If your housing payment is not eliminated prior to retirement, you cannot check this box. You are not even ready for retirement. And again, I'm, I'm not kidding. Don't say, well, five years from now, we're going to move and then refinance to 15. Okay. I plan on growing. I'm going to be 6'5 here in a few years. I hope it works out. I, I, I'm going to make a bold statement here. I think a lot of times people 
uh, ruin their financial lives based on what you're fitting to do is what they, is what the kids say. I'm fitting to, <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna, I'm fitting to, uh, pay off my mortgage here and start caring about it here in five years. You can't do that. You can't say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this then. If you're not doing it now, it doesn't matter. Okay. So the number one obligation that you must eliminate prior to retirement is your mortgage. And I will tell you this, the retirement plan industry doesn't necessarily want you to do that. It's a really weird space. Some life insurance companies would rather you uh, buy a 30 year mortgage so you can buy more life insurance. Some bankers would rather you have a 30 year mortgage so that you pay them more interest. Uh, some uh, retirement plan providers would rather you have a 30 year mortgage so you can put more into your 401k so they can make more fees off of it. Does it make them bad people? I don't know. That's for you to decide. But I'll tell you this. My intent is to have a successful retirement for you. I currently am not selling you a darn thing. But if you'd like to buy something, go to PeteThePlanner.com. I don't know. You know, that that's the point. It's like, I... I decided in my mid 20s, I think it was 28. If I'm being trying to be accurate, I decided my goal was to not need a lot of money. You know what? And right now I need a lot of money. 39 years old. I got two kids. I got a couple businesses, a 15 year mortgage, a rental property. I need money. (laughs) That's going to be the name of my next book. I need money, but I'm not going to need money because I'm on track to pay off that, that, that stinking house of mine which also falls in line with when my kids will be in college so I can help cash flow their tuition. My son is four. I'm 39. I'm going to need help with your math. So 18 years, he'll be 22. That'll make me 57. At 57, I will definitely not need any money. Oh my gosh, I just aged myself to 57. At 57, I won't need a bunch of money. I just won't. Mortgage will be paid off. Uh, I will have paid for my kids' college without student loans for them or for me. And that's a lot of money. I mean, we're talking about only needing, based on how I do things with power percentage, listen to episode 120. I think I'll only need 20 to 30% of my current income that I make now then. Eh, Inflation, inflation, inflation. But yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I want for you too. So if we're going to take a look at, at are you on track for retirement, at your current pace, not what you're fitting to do, but at your current pace, will your obligations be eliminated prior to retirement? Other obligations can include debts, car loans. If, if, if you're in your 30s now and you have a car loan that won't be paid off prior to retirement, well, what are you doing? What would you buy? A Bentley? This, this is really a great place to talk about the dangers of Parent PLUS loans. I allude to it every once in a while. And I actually, on our, our episode a couple of weeks ago or last week with uh, Troy Montanay from uh, College Choice 529, half the battle in retirement is to make sure you don't have Parent PLUS loans. If right now you don't know for certain whether or not you will a- avoid Parent PLUS loans, then you can't check this uh, reduce your obligations box. I know though, I know what you're thinking. Well, how can I prepare for, prepare for retirement? And then how can I prepare for um, my kid's college? I just don't make enough money. Well, no, I, I would argue that you probably are, are spending too much money. No one likes to hear that. I'm going to get an angry email. I don't care. Just send them. I did tell you that when I was on Good Morning America two weeks ago, I got an email that the subject line was your jacket. And then on the, the body of the email, was something like, I hate it. It's terrible. Don't ever wear it again. <laughs> 
people like to send me those sorts of things. Um, support for others is another factor here in your obligations. Uh, are you going to have to support adult children? Are you going to have to support your parents? Are you going to have to support, I don't know, who else is in your life? Are you going to have to support those people? That's a real factor here. Let's say you're 50 years old right now and you're wanting to retire at 65, but you already know you're going to be supporting an adult child at that time frame, which by the way, it's 15 years from now. You better get them off uh, the family dime in the next 15 years. Of course, there are exceptions, special needs folks and uh, people that have uh, disabilities that they they need uh, round the clock care from their family. It's fine. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the situations you can avoid. Having your kid live with you for no reason, and then they're not learning anything about money. So that there, there's checkbox number two: is do you got your obligations taken care of? Remember, so this whole week it's the retirement check this week, brought to you by Ann, listener of the week. Um, section one, the segment one was about income. Segment two, right now, can you check the my obligations will be eliminated box? If not, create a plan in which you will. That's what this show is about. We call it million dollar plan because you the reality is in order to do this right, you're going to need millions of dollars. I just wanted to quit beating around the bush. Hey, prepare for retirement. What's that mean? It means millions of dollars. That's what it means. Man. Sorry I'm heated today. I had a rough week personally. I don't know if I want to talk about it or not. Our dog died. Our dog died this week. It's very sad. I think I'm out of tears now. So I think I can talk about it. It was very sad. My kids like took their stuffed animals and, 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 and positioned their stuffed animals at our dog's bowl the day after he died because that's what seven and a four-year-old does to try to cope and grieve. Rough week. Maybe that's why I'm angry. I don't know. Anyway, what are you checking off? Are you checking off income? Are you checking off obligations? Next, we're going to talk about health care. This is the wild card. I think I can check it off, but we're going to discover that together next. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Million Dollar Plan. Axe hand on the beat. Yes, sir. Glass house. Yes, sir. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher. ATFU. Naptown. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about it. Damn Retirement checklist episode brought to you by Ann, listener of the week. This is what you can do. And you know what? I have to say the uh, college choice or the 529 episode we did a couple weeks ago. That was a listener recommendation. Hit me up on Twitter. You can email me to askpete at petetheplanner.com. Give me the topics you want to discuss. Askpete at petetheplanner.com. Or on Twitter, just at petetheplanner. At POTUS on Twitter. No, at petetheplanner. Uh, this week, we're talking retirement checklist. Can you check off your income obligations? Can you check off your obligations, obligations? And can you check off your healthcare obligations? You, you never, th- 
You never thought you'd hear obligations, obligations. This is high level stuff. It's an advanced show. If you're listening for the first time, your mind is blown. Like, whoa, whoa, obligations, obligations. Healthcare is the, uh, the big deal here. No one ever wants to hear this. No, I, I, no matter how much I say, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I believe it, but I struggle to believe it personally that from 65 to 85, you will go out of pocket roughly $260,000, uh, for medical expenses out of pocket. Now out of pocket doesn't mean, Oh, well, healthcare, uh, expenses with insurance pays for. No, no, no. Out of pocket means your money, your 401k, your savings account, 260,000 of it is going away over a 20 year period between you and your significant other in retirement. Now, if you don't, this goes deeper as to why having millions of dollars of retirement is so important, why you have to actually strive for that. Because if you've got $500,000 to your name and 260,000 of it has to go to healthcare, then what do you, you're done toast. And if you're hearing this right now and you're like, Oh my gosh, we're in trouble. What are we going to do? Do something. Don't go home and woe is me. Increase your savings, increase your retirement savings, decrease your debt. Go. My health is not great. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not great. When people sometimes say, oh, not great. That means like bad. It's not bad. It's, it's just not great. Faddish. <laughs> I'm chubby. I don't feel good. So I'm working on it. Does it stink? Yes, it stinks. If you've discovered that your financial life is not what you need it to be through this checklist that we're doing today, do something. Don't just sit there. Sad exclamation point. Healthcare is the great wild card in retirement. Here's how I'm addressing my healthcare needs. Because I know with great certainty that 30 years from now, 25 years from now, when I retire, healthcare will be completely different. Here's what I'm going to bet on being the same or at least a benefit to me. And that is the idea that I'll be able to use my health savings account to defray some of my medical costs at retirement. I use my health savings account, my HSA, as a form of a healthcare 401k. It is not a healthcare 401k. That's not what it is. But it kind of acts like that. I, I'm guessing I'm probably breaking some sort of law by calling an HSA a healthcare 401k. But it kind of is. In fact, it's better than a healthcare 401k. A healthcare, or pardon me, a 401k is double tax advantaged. You can, uh, of course, deduct your contributions in your 401k and then it grows tax deferred also a benefit, but then at the end you have to pay taxes, um, ordinary income on your withdrawals, uh, healthcare, uh, health savings account in HSA, the healthcare 401k, if you will, is triple tax advantage. You can deduct your contributions, uh, from your taxes. You, they grow tax deferred and you can take money out tax free. It's triple tax advantage, triple tax advantage. Yes. Triple tax advantage. I max out my HSA every single year. Uh, it's like 6,700. I should know these things. A good show would tell you. It's 6,000 something if, for a family. And so let's just do some simple math. Uh, let's say 20 years at 6,000. That's 120,000. It'll grow because I also have it invested. You can invest your HSA dollars. You get some fund choices. And that's what I do. And that's how I'm preparing for healthcare. 
if, if we're if I'm asking you to see if you can check the check box that says, are your health care obligations taken care of in retirement? As you're listening to this right now, and you don't you don't even know how to answer it, then don't check the box. The only way you check this box is if you know for certain that you're doing something active. Now, don't say, oh, my, I got good health insurance. Who cares? You're going to have a good health insurance 30 years from now? That's the stuff I was talking about earlier in the show. You can't make weird assumptions that things are always going to be the way they're going to be, or you can't make assumptions that you're going to change your behavior later. Right now, are you actively putting money into an HSA that you don't consume in a given year? If so, you're, you're, you're pretty well prepared for health care obligations in retirement. If, if you're not doing that, then you better hope you're saving, maxing out your 401k and saving more than that because you're going to spend $260,000 out of pocket in retirement or in healthcare costs at retirement. And if you don't have a dedicated healthcare 401k, also known as an HSA, also it's not known as that, but that's what I call it. If you don't have that, then you're going to have to use your real 401k to fund those expenses. And again, don't throw your hands up and say, well, something will have to change for this to work. No, you can't do that. That's the same silly argument people use with college. Well, college is so expensive. Something will have to change. Therefore, I'm not going to prepare for it. You can't do that. I set up the, uh, I changed the setup of my office for PTP TV coming February 1st. It's a studio now. So I've changed the direction of my desk and I stare now uh, at uh, Ben Franklin. uh, This painting of Ben Franklin made to look like the Joker from Batman. Maybe that's why I'm sort of uh, worked up today. I'm just like staring at this picture. I'm looking him right in the eyes. This is really eerie. You'll see on PTP TV starting February 1st. Never worry about money again. That is my new aim. It's always been my aim. I just came to that conclusion. Never worry about money again. That's what we're going to start doing on February 1st. PeteThePlanner.com to learn more. Sign up for our newsletter. That's how you're going to get the quickest updates on what we do. Go to PeteThePlanner.com. It'll make you sign up for the newsletter, sign up for it, and we're, we're good to go from there. Coming up after the break, Blom, biggest waste of money of the week, and maybe a news item. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Million Dollar Plan. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted, find myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. All right, this week's biggest waste of money of the week, the Blom, here in the Million Dollar Plan with Pete the Planner is... I'll get to it in a second. A new president now. Uh... This is not the biggest waste of money. We do have a new president now, President Trump. Wish him the best for all of us, for him, for everybody. Let's, uh, that's the thing. Whether you're for him or against him, it doesn't really matter. You got, you, you got to be for him because then you're for us. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just telling you what I think. 
Uh, so this week's biggest waste of money of the week. Here's what I'm going to do for you this week. I'm going to do uh, a biggest waste of money and the best use of money this week because uh, I was down in uh, Tampa and I have something to share with you about that. Uh, so first, the biggest waste of money of the week, the Bel Air Mansion with car collection. We're not sure if it's the biggest house in the U.S., but uh, it is the most expensive. This Bel Air Mansion with car collection is a brand new over-the-top uh, build that includes absolutely everything. Everything encompassing more than just the four floors, 12 bedrooms, 21 baths, three kitchens, massive home theater, infinity pool with a swim-up bar, includes all the furniture, all the gadgets, all the wine, ooh, all the candy, the custom-built glass ping-pong and billiards tables, shoes and balls for the bowling alley and the helicopter. It even includes a $30 million car collection that features a custom Rolls-Royce and a Bugatti. I woke up in a new Bugatti. And to help you take care of it all, it comes with seven full-time employees who live in their own staff wing, ensuring that once you move in your home, you won't need to lift a finger unless you want to. It's $250 million. Is that a thing? Can you really buy this? I'm going to see if I can buy it. 924belair.com. 924, the numbers, 924belair.com. Wow. This is crazy. $250 million. That's a big waste of money, just, just so you know. Here's the best use of money of the week. I was at the Tampa International Mall in Tampa, Florida. And can I admit something that's slightly embarrassing? I always thought Tampa was called Tampa Bay and not Tampa because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it's the technically wouldn't it be the Tampa Buccaneers because the city is called Tampa. Is anyone else confused by this? Like, I know Green Bay is a city. It's not just called Green when you're there. It's like, oh, you're in Green. No, you're in Green Bay. But when you're in Tampa, you're not in Tampa Bay. You're in Tampa. Anywho, I'm at the Tampa International Mall attached to the hotel I stayed at for this conference I spoke at. I had some time to kill for lunch. So I went to a place called Yo Sushi, which is one of those classic Japanese sushi on a conveyor belt restaurant. So you sit at this counter, and then there's this giant conveyor belt that wraps around the entire restaurant and just like a little plate of sushi comes around that are different colors, the plates, and you grab the plates and based on what color of plate you buy dictates of how much that particular piece of sushi costs. I happen to like sushi. If you don't, you're listening to this going, wow, that guy's a bore. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I like it. It's a good use of money because it's an, it's a, it's a reasonable way to buy sushi. Sushi can be really expensive, but this way, if you have a little bit of self-control, and I happened to that day, uh, I didn't spend too much on sushi, and I feel pretty good about that. So I think it's called Yo Sushi. I may have completely made that up, but that's this week's best use of money of the week. Yo Sushi, if you're Tampa International, not Tampa Bay, what is the difference there? Well, I let the cat out of the bag this week. Uh, PTPTV, the Pete the Planner television show, comes to you uh, February 1st. So stay tuned for more information on that. We're bringing three shows a week. The first one starts on February 1st. I think the release schedule is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We will see about that. Uh, so uh, full show. We'll have guests, Skype guests. You can be part of it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So uh, PTP TV, stay tuned. Go sign up for our newsletter to get more information. Media, I, I've had an interesting relationship with media. Back in 2005, I wrote a book and I'd never done any real media. 
And I did a television interview on the local CBS affiliate in early of 06 to talk about my book. Well, then that led to more appearances on television, which then led to a radio show, which then led to a newspaper column, and then a podcast and all sorts of things. But now where I'm just having my own show, right? Don't get excited. I know you're not excited, but that's sort of the evolution. That's how those things work, right? You just pick up skills here and there and, and uh, you, you do the best you can. So thanks for listening this week. Enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, stay tuned to the Million Dollar Plan. The whole purpose of our show is to A, never uh, have you worry about money again. And by the way, that does not mean ignore it. That does not mean ignore money. It means don't worry about money because you've earned the right to, to never worry about it. We also want to make you a millionaire, which sounds so promissory, and it also sounds really, really scammy, but it's neither of those things. It's the admission that we all need to make, that to properly prepare for our financial futures, we, we need to have millions of dollars. It's a, it's a byproduct of mathematics, inflation, and a few other factors. So that's what we do here. We help you get on the path to have millions so you can never worry about money again. That's the million-dollar plan. That's what I uh, do in USA Today. That's what I'll do here on this show, and that's what I'll do on the television show. So February 1st, tune in. Uh, I'm going to try to grow some replacement hair between now and then. Oh, man, the pressure to not look as bald as I am on camera. I wonder if I'll wear more makeup, too. I'm more makeup as though I walk around with it. Anyway, thanks for listening this week. Go to PeteThePlanner.com for more details. Right now, I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is The Million Dollar. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a Vangel Divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh. And you can call me E.T. or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings. From a faraway land, I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, this I adjourn, and beats I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?